Welcome to Women Inseparable with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. This session is a study of Colossians. Let's learn how to read it, study it, and live it. Here's Jacqueline. This is our foundation, Romans 8. And this is not our lesson, but this is good. Romans 8. If you have your Bibles, which hopefully you do, as we're doing a study on um, reading your Bible. So a Bible is a key element. Which Bible you have is entirely up to you. Romans 8. I will be reading from the English Standard, Standard Version just to let you know. Romans 8.35. It says, Who? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Great question. Good question for March of 2020, wasn't it? Social distance, stay away, don't go to church. Well, who can separate us from Christ? No one. Easy answer. It continues. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. And I pray the Holy Spirit is laying words of truth that we need individually as we remember what happened then, what's happening today, as we continue in verse 37. It says, no, in all these things, all those awful things that are listed, all those awful things that we see, all those awful things that we hear, it says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things that are present, nor things that are to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in who? Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is who we are. We are women inseparable, not because we're a Bible study, not because we're a group of women, not because we are in a fireside room at Eagle Christian Church. We're women inseparable because we stand on the blood and the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And as your girlfriend sitting here on this little stool with my new beautiful cloth, it's so pretty. If you have never met Jesus, if you don't know that he is God's son, if you don't know that he chose to leave eternity, to relate to mankind, to live, to love, to die, and to rise again. If you don't know that, can you talk to your connector? Can you talk to me? Can you meet Jesus today? Scripture says today is the day of salvation. If you've never met Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, will you meet Jesus today? That's my prayer. That's who we are. We're women inseparable. We may have different faces. We may have different hairstyles. We may dress differently. We may compare ourselves to one another. Women do that? <laughs> Ever? <laughs> but the one thing that knits all of us together that draws us all together, whether we're in this room or watching on camera or hearing this months down the road. 
you're connected to God through the love of Jesus Christ. And that is why we claim we're women inseparable. Is that good? That's good. That's who we are. Let's pray, please. And then we're going to go into Colossians. And dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you so much for the gift that you've given to us through the death and the burial and the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that you continue to give us gifts always and at all times. Lord, I just sit in the midst of a gift called Women Inseparable, and I'm so amazed at what you can create and what you can do when a group of girls will just say, yes, let's do that. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for giving us the body of Christ. I thank you for giving us girlfriends, sisters, connectors. I thank you so much for building us as individuals through one another. I pray right now as we open up the book of Colossians that you'll help us to pause. I pray above all things that you'll help us to be still. Lord, all too often we are so eager to join a Bible study and study deeply the Word of God, and we forget how sweet it is to sit with you. I pray that you'll help us to sit with the Word of God today. I pray that you will speak, that you will move, and that you will have done today what is in your plan to be done today. We pray and ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are embarking on a 12-week journey. My request is that you come for four weeks. Fair? Not only do we not do homework, we don't obey rules. So this is a 12-week study, so we come for four weeks. That's how easy we are. The goal is this next four weeks that we do four weeks of reading the Bible. Have you ever read the Bible? Can I honestly ask this? Can we do some bragging? We had a summer connection right here in the summertime, and we got to brag on ourselves, and it was kind of fun. Where's my braggers? I had a couple girls. You didn't brag. You were kind. You were so gracious to me over the summertime. This is my friend Jan. So let's brag. Have you read your Bible once in your life? Uh, no, just have you opened your Bible and have you read it once in your life? That was fabulous. Put your hands down. I want to do that again. The expressions on your faces were fantastic. Well, what do you mean? What's, what checklist, Jacqueline? There's got, what checklist are you talking about? The ABC checklist or the morning, the evening? Which have you opened your Bible and read your Bible one time in your life? Raise your hand. That smile's amazing. Great. So this book is not brand new to us. Is that what I'm seeing? Okay. That was cute. Our goal is to be exactly where you are, as you are, and read the Bible. I'm going to ask you not to study the Bible this month. Is that fair? Is that like the worst thing to ask a Bible study group? Come to Bible study and don't study scripture. That's our goal. We want to read the Bible. We want to read it. We're going to do Colossians 1 today, Colossians 2 next week, 3 the third week, and do you see what we're going to do on the fourth week? We're going to read Colossians 4. 
I'm going to teach a little segment from each chapter each week. And then as a table, you're going to read Colossians 1, 2, 3, 4 as a group and let conversation happen. As you read, not study, not checklist, not speed through, not Bible in a year read, but read Colossians. Will you listen to what you're hearing? Will you listen? And as you listen, and it's time to read at your tables, will you share? It could be something like, oh, I like that word. Done. That's all you had to say. Well done. Great reading of the word of God. Maybe you have something a little more to say. Maybe you have something less to say. Will you share your thoughts? What do you see when you read the word of God? Simple? Too simple? Are you ready to leave now? Like, oh, this isn't an, enough steak for me. I need steak. Do you know how much steak you can get from the Word of God when you read the Word of God? I dare say you may get a whole lot more when you read every word that is penned for your heart to read than if you go through commentary upon commentary upon commentary. That's my challenge. Colossians 1. Do I need to say anything about myself? Okay. <laughs> You'll meet me. I'm Jacqueline. It's all that matters. I don't do name tags. There it is. No name tag. Okay, Colossians 1. We have a beautiful, beautiful chapter ahead of us, but I'm going to pull out a passage that every... As I was reading over Colossians 1 in preparation for our study, there was something that stuck out. I would wake up thinking about it. I'd go to sleep thinking about it. I'd take my German short-haired pointer on a walk and think about it, and I'd be sitting and watching a Pure Flix movie with my boys and think about it just constantly. So if it's time for me to teach, why not share what's on my heart as I read the Word of God? Colossians 1, verse 15. Powerful, powerful verses. I'm going to read down to 20, and if time allows, we'll read the next three verses as well. Verse 15, it says, He, always watch your pronouns, He is the image of the invisible God. It's that word invisible that I just can't shake. The word invisible. Think about that word. He, Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible visible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created. All things were created in heaven and all things were created on earth. All things that were created visible and all things that were created invisible. Has there ever been something that you can't see? and you wish with all your heart you could see. Do you know God created that? Whether you can see it or not, whether you can feel it or not, whether you know it or not, God created that. Do you have a question on your heart today? Is there something that you're waiting to find out today? Are you in that moment of waiting? I am, is that fair to say? 
And I think a lot of us are. It kind of comes with, and I don't even want to pin the excuse of our society. We're not the first society to be going through weird things. I can't use that as a crutch, right? Well, it's our society. It's, our, it's the society's fault. No, we're a human. Human is hard. Christ makes it easy. If you are in the moment of waiting, will you write a word on a prayer card, even right now? Maybe you're waiting for something health-minded. Maybe a child, maybe a grandchild, maybe a spouse, maybe yourself. Maybe there's a financial situation. Maybe there's a housing situation, a job situation. Maybe it's a, I'm not gonna say anymore. Which we don't need, we're women, we know. <laughs> we're not shocked. Oh, this is hard. We know it's hard. If I were at your table, I'd write my own name. I'd write Jacqueline. And I'd put it on the table. These little cards are called our prayer cards. We share prayer cards every week with one another in Women Inseparable. We share prayer with one another every week in Women Inseparable. Can you lay that on the table today. Put it in the middle of the table. If you want to put it upside down, put it upside down. Put it on the table. And when you get together after this, will you pray? Whether you look through, maybe somebody has a private thing and just say that, I'd rather that not be seen. Respect that and just have somebody at your table pray. Pray, God, I pray for these moments of waiting that's on our table. And pray for one another. God is the God of the visible and he is the God of the invisible. He has it. He's in control. It says all things were created through him and for him. May I go back to 15? I just want to read this whole section. Paul doesn't like periods often, and I love that about him. It says he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. Do you hear visible? Do you hear invisible? All things. You hear all things and you go back and you read the power of what Paul is saying to this church that is under um, pressure as we speak. He says, whether thrones, whether dominions, whether rulers, whether authorities, all things were created through him. And they were all created for him. Verse 17 says this, And he, our Jesus, the Son of God, is before all things. And in him all things hold together. That paper that you just laid down on your table, that's the sentence that you write for yourself. Pen that on your heart. That is truth that we can hold on to. He is before all things. Every paper that you just put down, even the paper that you did not put down, because you're not writing that down. <laughs> that would have been me if I was sitting at the table. Sometimes I don't obey the rules. <laughs> He's before that. Your marriage, he's before that. Your health, he's before that. That relationship, 
that education question, that uncertainty, that loneliness, that fill in the blank. He's before that. And more than him, even if we can say more, more than him being before it, he's holding all of it together. Almost builds on our women inseparable mentality, doesn't it? Not only do we stand on Jesus Christ as our foundation of who we are as a human saved through the blood of his God's son, but we stand on the fact that he's holding everything together, our Jesus's. That's what he's doing. Even that, he's holding it together as we speak. Look at this. Verse 18, he says, And he is the head of the body, which is the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. And in this verse right here, verse 19, it says, For in him, in Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. All of this, all of you, as you are, where you are, are completed in Jesus, in the fullness of God. How full is God? Ever thought about that? Have you ever laid in bed and thought about God? And your mind, like, literally is blown? And we're always like, our God is so big, so great, and so mighty. How does that song go? We sing our songs about how big God is, and we can't even wrap our heads around that. You watched, my son just watched, pulled up some random YouTube video because, you know, that's safe. And it was a, <laughs> don't judge me. It was a galaxy expansion, right? And it was kind of like a here you are on earth. And then it stepped away and it said however many miles it stepped away. And it showed our beautiful earth. And it said here you are and it kept a pinpoint and it showed our universe and then it kept the pinpoint and it showed galaxy upon galaxy and this is not a Christian based video and it said we have not even begun to discover what is out there the fullness of God is so big we can't even wrap our heads around it that God is what's holding that on your table on your heart in your mind, in your body, he's holding that together. That's our God. In the fullness of God, all things are pleased to dwell. Jesus is big. God is big. The Holy Spirit is alive in us the moment we receive Jesus as our Savior. That's big. Who are you? Answer that question. Do you know Christ is your Savior? That's who you are. Oh, walking away feeling pretty good. It's in that seat, in that mentality that I beg of you, read Colossians 1. Will you do that? Remember the fullness of God as you start with Colossians 1 and say, Paul, think about Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. That's a big statement. You can count the apostles that have lived on earth. You can count them. He was one of them. He knew who he was. Do you know who you are? If you wrote this, if you were the author of this letter and it started with Jacqueline, a teacher, speaker, 
writer, daughter, what would my word be? Of Christ Jesus by the will of God. What would your sentence be? This is my challenge. We don't do homework, but sometimes they give challenges and sometimes people don't like my challenges. Sometimes they're hard. <laughs> I think this one's gonna be fun. And this one, I, this is gonna be fun. Here's my challenge. This week, will you purpose to read your Bible every day? Read your Bible every day. And don't ask, how much do I have to read? Or don't ask, how long do I have? Don't ask the questions. There's no answer to those questions. Just, just read your Bible. You have two minutes, read your Bible. You have an hour, read. It doesn't matter. Read your Bible. And as you read your Bible, I do ask. Mm -hmm. There's no rules. Here's a rule. Colossians. Sit with Colossians. Let's do this study, on, this reading on Colossians together. When you read Colossians this week in your reading, will you read it as if you are the author of this letter? There's four chapters, and whether you read the one chapter, you read all four, will you view it as if you are the author and ask yourself this question? Who am I writing this to? Is there somebody on your heart that you would write a letter about Jesus to? I think sometimes we have that name on our hearts. We all know a person that doesn't know Christ as their Savior, that has walked away from the faith, that has chosen. Picture that person that's in your prayers often and sit with Colossians 1 and read it as if you were writing these words to that person. How would you want them to receive those words? Is that a good challenge? Read Colossians 1 as if you are the author. Sound good? Do I have anything else? I don't think I have anything else. That's good. God is big. We'll finish by reading verse 20, because that's uh, what we said, and it's good. It says, And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven. You can hear the words visible and invisible again. Making peace by the blood of his cross. Gracious Heavenly Father, we love you. It's so hard to find words sometimes when we talk to you because we're just so enamored by who you are. We're so enamored at the fact that you uh, love us so sweetly, so dearly, so collectively, and yet so individually. I thank you so much for meeting each and every one of us where we are. I pray that you'll grow us as we are. Help us not to see um, our goals as to who we want to be or compare ourselves to where we used to be, but that we'll sit presently with you at your feet reading your word. I do pray right now for that name that crossed our hearts a moment ago. I pray salvation, Heavenly Father, upon that name right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll speak the name of Jesus Christ upon their heart right now. I pray that you'll bring somebody to their life, whether at the grocery store or at work or along the sidewalk or at the most random of places that'll come to them and proclaim the name of Jesus upon them today. Father, I pray that you'll be with us as we proclaim these words upon that person today. Grow us as an author of one who proclaims the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for the prayers that were written down on that paper. I pray that you will show us 
how truly you hold all things together. Help us to sit in the hand that holds us. I thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for being our God. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Telegram at WI Online.